I feel guilty uh, at 10 to 5 if I'm not in the office. I know that might sound strange to you, but that's a, it's, it's a work ethic that um, I have to be half dead uh, not to not go to work. Uh, it, it's a kind of a work ethic that's built into me, yeah? Welcome to Desire to Inspire podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring him alive, bring him a world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So yeah, man, like this podcast is like one of the best things um, that I, I committed myself to. I feel like, you know, putting out what I do, why I do it, and, you know, really just tracking the progress, you know, and just... Even me, when I hear it, hear it back, I just feel like, you know, it's something that um, <coughs> people need to hear, <coughs> people need to know <coughs> what it takes and stuff. And obviously, like, I'm big on work ethic and I put Alan Sugar at the top and just, you know, him talking about, like, how that's something that you just, either you're a hard worker or you're, or you're not, I feel like that's something you just need to adopt if you don't know how to just be disciplined. I think the two things I feel like people need to work on the most in terms of trying to achieve um, something is just the level of discipline and their habits, you know, developing positive habits. It just be, it could be something small that you do in your day, but you've been doing that for months and years, so you just got to rewire your, your your habits. So, yeah, today was a really, really productive day. And, um, yeah, as you know, I'm a youth mentor, and, um, you know, I support children and young people um, that are at risk of exclusion. And um, I talked about another podcast, you know, black students are more than highly um, likely to be excluded from schools more than any other um, ethnic group. So, yeah, it was good. I went to an event and, um, you know, I was networking and seeing other organisations that work in the same space that support these children and young people. And, um, yeah, it was really good. And um, I made some notes. I wrote on loads of stuff that I went to achieve because a lot of organisations have been around for about 10, 15, 20 years and people have been working in the sector for that long. So, in my head, I'm like just started one, two years in, Desire to Inspire Foundation, like, and um, I'm thinking for the next 20, for this youth, this generation. And, um, you know, as I look around, I always see people in their 40s, 50s who have been, you know, working with children, young people. I'm always the youngest in the room, and, you know, they're ending their 20, I'm starting my 20. So in the next 20 years, obviously, they might not be as passionate and they might have enough energy to keep it going. I'm, I'm a person who's thinking ahead of the game, so... Bear in mind, I still have a slight cough. I'm going to be coughing in the podcast. Apologise. I want to keep it natural and raw. But, um, yeah, it's just... I'm not really feeling too good. Um, but I just want to keep it moving, you know? <coughs> so, yeah, basically, you know, it, it gave me a few ideas in terms of, like, the framework of what I'm working with. And obviously, I work in school, so it's about kind of understanding the whole school system, the education system, just uh, the government's approach to behaviour and how they look at it, and um, it was very inspiring, very engaging, and it gave me loads of um, networks and links to opportunities um, that I otherwise wouldn't have done if I wasn't in the room, and having a dialogue um, with people in the same space, which is amazing. So, yeah, like, I'm not gonna go for all my notes, because um, I've made so many, I need to go over them and, you know, contact some of the people, but a lot of stuff that I know already, um, about, you know, what type of children get excluded, at what age, what are the laws, what are the children's rights. It was a full-packed day with even research reports and data to back up everything. 
because you got to look at the statistics to see, you know, any patterns in behaviour. So obviously, yeah, like I, like I'll do West London. So, you know, I'll do Hammersmith, Hounslow, Hillingdon, Ealing and Brent. So that's kind of my sector that I support. And um, yeah, I just really looking at it from a holistic point of view and looking at how we as adults can really work together long term. And it's a journey, you know, and, and there were some people there that was like very, um, what can I say? Like they was very frustrated with the conversation being consistently had. And I feel like when I was in there, you know, I was, I was like a diamond shining bright, you know, and a lot of people in the room wanted to speak to me and really, um, you know, was interested in what I had to say, which was amazing. And, you know, it's about generations. And I feel like, you know, when I hear my cousin's, you know, race issues and my parents, I feel like we're so far removed. We're not even going to suffer that type of racism now, today. You know, there's definitely prejudice and issues and stuff like that. But I feel like it's way, 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 way different than the 70s and 80s. and the 90s, we're so far removed. So, you know, at this point, it's really looking at where we are today and trying to build the future and not really being too, you know, fed up. I feel like there was a lady who was fed up about that. And I was saying that literally, we wasn't having this conversation 20 years ago. The stuff that wasn't happening is just going to take... Years, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, I wanted to put a light on it. So, you know, for me, I want to make change, I want to make a difference. And, um, you know, applying to be a school governor, that's a that's a power position. That's looking at it from the top down and have my own organisation in the community that I run, that's my ship. You know, so really looking at it, the whole picture and looking at how I can support the youth for the future. Because, you know, my good friend, um, she gave me this line and it's true, you know. You for twenty percent of the population, but it were hundred percent the future, and that's that's a real line. So that's why I really want to support and um, you know support the youth, man. Just just help them, you know, find a gift, help them be happy in life, and you know even like the term like safeguarding and you know mental health and all of this stuff. Remember, all these acts are like of recent. You know, we're talking about early two thousands and in the nineties. So a lot of the people that did suffer similar things or maybe the same experiences as a kid that would get removed from his home or, you know, you know, the adults of that generation, I feel like they're, they're suffering a lot because a lot of this stuff wasn't really looked at as much as it is now. Um, so obviously we care more about children's mental health than we ever did before in history, which is a good thing. It's depression and anxiety and, you know, even adults, they experience this as well. Um, yeah, so it's like um, adults experience the same thing. So, but children experience it as well. But we're having a dialogue now. We're talking about it. So, yeah, that's that's really that was that kind of like the chunk of my day. And um, you know, I want to drop like my first book, which is kind of in relation of this because I feel like in any industry you have to stand up. You know, they say stand up to be counted, and I know what the contributing factors are to standing up. I know how to engage, you know, and how to be, make people drawn to me. I know how to follow up and meet, and you know. So I made a few good links for some opportunities uh, for collaboration projects and people that have different expertise than me, you know, because a lot of these people, you know, are doing different things than what I'm doing. But So we partner, joint bids, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, leverage each other's skills. So, yeah, it's like being that key personal influence <laughs> which is the first book drop called um, Key Person Influence by Daniel Priestley 
And um, yeah, it's just really like, I made some notes because I don't just read books. Like I said, I studied them. And um, I made some notes like, you know, a while back about how you can become a key person influence. What are the things that um, makes you a key person influence? So I'm going to run down just a little segment that I got from the book. So the main objective of becoming a key person influence is number one, you've got to be able to speak. You know, a lot of these people today, you know, they might have not been, it's hard to tick with the boxes because you can be passionate but not be a confident speaker. You're a confident speaker but you can't write, you can't write well or whatever it is so you've got to find what works for you. And public speaking is great because you've got to be able to project, you've got to be able to sell your idea, sell yourself, sell your organisation and just selling the vision. That's not easy, right? Some people are just not confident in talking in front of people. But that's something that, trust me, stands out a lot. If you're, you are your brand, you know, everything you say, even people ask you what you do, you are what you do. So if you can't sell it, if you can't make people gravitate towards you in a short elevator pitch, let's just be real, you know, when people ask you what you do, it's about saying the most snappiest thing. It's like, I always look at it as like a movie, right? A movie is like, what, an hour long? But a trailer is a minute or two. So it's like really looking at it like, these are the things that we're going to show you to make you um, want to hear or see more of the movie. That's how I look at pitching and speaking and understanding your why. And obviously starting with your why is a massive book, but I wasn't going to drop that. <laughs> but yeah, <coughs> yeah, Simon Sinek, start with your why because people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. That's a, that's a, that's actually real. And, um, you know, why you want to work with the youth? Like, why is it such a focus? And, you know, and, you know, it's really looking at the stories, you know, I forgot talking about it's another podcast about Contagious and part of it is telling your story, the reason why you're doing it and just see that's a driver of like what you're doing because it's personal to you. You know, I know um, a staff member who was basically saying that he really wants to help the youth in the school not get permanently excluded because he had a brother who was permanently excluded and that messed him up, that affected him to the point where he's big now and he can speak about it. Um, his nephew recently, different generation, same thing, got permanently excluded and his life just went down, downward spiral. And there's not all kids where permanent exclusion ruins their life. But some cases, it just, it just isn't the support. And I always tell the kids that you're out of the school system or you're in a different school setting. You can't, you know, there's no teachers there that you've been known for years that will have your back. And they need to understand that, you know, it's very difficult to go and have that again and start again. Um, in a different setting. But anyway, going back to key personal influence, like I said, number one is pitch, number two is publish. So right now we're in a day and age of we need to show and prove, show results, video, pictures, podcasts, whatever it is, like everything you show, mainly videos, I think that's really key. And that will basically showcase what you do. You know, have presence online, be everywhere all the time, like Grant Cardone said. Me, I'm all over the internet. You know, I'm on most platforms, you Google me, you can find me. You know, people have to Google you in this day and age. If you ain't Googleable, people are going to look at you sideways. I think, what are you hiding? That's just the facts of it. So um, it's like you're going to see a restaurant, right? You're going to go there, have a meal, and you can't find no website or no nothing online about it. So, yeah, it's different day and age. People go online to research people and research companies before they even contact the person. So that's just how it works. People judge you by what they see online. So even putting content online is like actually essential and how you put it online and stuff like that. So number three is public, I'm um, sorry, pr uh, product. So having something like, you know, a free event, what I went to today, uh, you have to have prices, high value and, and low cost, which um, for me, like is building relationships. 
So really, part of going to these events is finding like-minded people that are going towards the same common goal and finding ways you can work together. Um, so that's uh, product. And number four is profile. And again, like I, I spoke about this before, um, online, um, having consistent content as well. You have to be, it's, it's a job in itself, you know. Content creators and online marketing is now a thing where people can get paid a lot of money for because every, everything is a business. You know, personal branding is a business too. So that's definitely part of your profile. And it will tie into the publishers as well because publishers part of what you do. So partnerships, again, leveraging relationships, talked about this before, but to make sure they're mutually beneficial with the same common goal and creating opportunities either way. So I'm going to drop this line and it says, people with hidden ideas and passions that need to be seen worldwide. That's what we do. We help young people in business and in life. So, you know, part of what we're trying to do is let people find their gift, entrepreneurship. You know, people want to be a YouTuber. You couldn't be one 30 years ago. There's actually an avenue for themselves. You can go online and be like a freelancer for anything. Jump on Fiverr like that. So many opportunities, man. And I just want the young people to utilize the day and age they was in. I really wish I was a teenager in this day and age, you know, because technology has moved so fast and, you know, all of this stuff is really important. So keep us an influence. Definitely go and get that. And The Power of Now, that's a massive book. That's something about just acting now, doing now, everything in the moment. You know, this moment goes and comes, meaning that you got to utilise what you have every moment, you know, because all, all you have is now the past, you know, sometimes in our mind you might think about the past or, you know, foresee the future, but really what matters is now, today. <coughs> and I'm going to drink one more book and it's about really creating um, wealth and being successful financially and it's called The Millionaire Booklet by Grant Cardone and I actually got given it by somebody uh, that I was seeing a couple of years ago and like she just shared the book and you know it says it in the book like it's an audio book share it with a friend share it with a colleague and it really breaks down you know what you kind of need to focus on if you want to kind of be you know successful financially and um, yeah definitely get it if you can tell I'm, I'm a fan of Grant Cardone I like how blunt he is I think Grant Cardone and um, Gary Vee are like my favourite entrepreneurs in America because they're just blunt and they say how it is you know they're, they're not politically correct they just say how it is so that's that's definitely it so yeah like I said I'm going to leave you with this go for your dreams because you never know when you're going to go and legacy is greater than currency keep going keep shining like the diamond you are and never give up this is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast and I'm out